What's good, family? Welcome back to another episode of Hey Man, Say Man Radio. I'm your host, DJ Magistus. I hope everybody's doing good out there in these crazy times. I hope everybody's staying safe and staying in a positive mind state, trying to meditate, pray, whatever it is that you have to do to keep a positive mind state. Please do that in these trying times out here. Today's show is sponsored by Heavy D's Mobile Laundry. They have the best prices in Texas and just so happen to have the best customer service in Texas. They are the best laundry company in Texas. So please make sure y'all hit them up for your residential and commercial orders at Heavy D's ML19, Heavy D's ML19 on Instagram. We'll go off into our black owned business portion of the show, which we enjoy because we love connecting each other, you know. There are a lot of black businesses out there, and I'll give you a few. Our first black business is A Makes Awesome Stuff. And trust me, she's true to the name. She makes prints on shirts, pants, jerseys, jackets, seat covers, whatever it is that you want, even face masks, so you can be protected out here. So make sure y'all go support A Makes Awesome Stuff on Instagram. Our next business will be Classy Classy Cousins Cooking. (laughs) I always get kind of confused. There's a lot of C's in there. Classy Cousins Cooking. Well, they make great food, and it tastes even better than it looks. They have great prices, great customer service, real down-to-earth people. So, y'all, please go support that black business. Our third business will be Catteries19 on Instagram. They make great daiquiris great food also the daiquiris are off the chain y'all i'm talking not wine base the real deal something to make you feel real real good so y'all make sure y'all go hit up kadoors 19 on instagram the last business that we gonna promote (laughs) i know i always miss the name of i'm trying y'all i'm trying (laughs) y'all the last name that the last business that we gonna promote is kofir meeks and she makes great lashes for the women looks very good when you want to go out in this quarantine and look nice and you want to slay them and kill them out there make sure y'all hit up kofir meeks on instagram and she does have an online store where you can purchase and get it shipped to you so you don't even have to go nowhere now that concludes our black owned business portion of the show if you have a black owned business that you have, make sure you hit me up at HeavyDsBoss89 on Instagram and I'll be sure to shout you out. Now, today's episode is going to be called The Rebirth of the Matriarch. The reason why I decided to name this episode The Rebirth of the Matriarch is because the matriarch is in our culture is deemed as the head of the family, which you would call Big Mama, Madea, Grandma, whatever it is that you call that elderly woman in your family that was sometimes the glue that kept the family together. We need to rebirth that. And those ideologies in the women of today because we appreciate that black woman. We need to appreciate that black woman We need to appreciate these black women today like we appreciated that black woman. Because black women, you deserve it. This episode today is not to bash black men in order to honor the black woman, nor 
bash black women on the slick side. This is about the honest truth. The matriarch needs to rise again and her image become whole. Because let's be honest out there, black women, if we let media tell it, especially social media tell it, y'all are whores. You walk around with your ass hanging out a lot and your breasts out a lot and you don't care about your kids and you live on Section 8 and you hate each other, you fight each other, two black women get in the room together, somebody talking about the next one. That's what they portray you as. But me as a black man that was raised in a household with a black woman, my mother, who I considered a, a real black woman, a everything. And when I say real black women, I don't mean to say that in a disrespectful way. I just mean like a real mom, a real definition of what I'm talking about. Because she was a grandmother also. That that love and that nurturing spirit that still lives within our black women today, but the system that has been set up in place has came and distorted that. They put you out there as being something different and it gets programmed into our minds. And then we start to treat you as such. I mean, think about it. Social media really runs everything now. People can't do nothing without social media. So why is it that when they get on social media, you have different different ways that portray you that's not all positive? Even those that you have that make these positive videos and these positive speeches, you can go on their page and they got pictures of them sliding down poles or, you know, something that, that sexualizes you as a tool. But you don't want to be treated like a tool. You want to be respected. You have to change the narrative, black women. Because us real black men out here that understand your plight, that understand who you are and what you go through, we respect you and we love you. We will protect you. And also, the black men that are listening to this episode, if you one of them simp-ass niggas that's always on that, man, I could never love these hoes and all of that other shit, you part of the problem too. Cause you know what, some of these women weren't like that until they ran into some of you fuckboys. Let's keep it 1000. I'm not bashing, I'm keeping it real. Just like some men weren't fucked up men until they met some of you fucked up women. And when a man actually does find a good woman, it's fucked up because of the shit that's already been put out there to him and vice versa. That's not all of you. And I know that. Let's take it back for a second. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to make, make an actual episode about this, but I'm just going to touch on it a tad. Let's talk about the public housing system, which I believe is one of the biggest tools that the black women has been used for to separate the black family. You got to understand some black women. There's always been a target on the backs of black men. And they used you as a tool. 
they they gave you the image. They ended up giving you the image of what they of what they think a black man is supposed to be. And we see shit in everyday realities that make us relate to that. But that's not the truth. Now, like I said, let's go off into the public housing system, which was a part of the New Deal. The public housing system wasn't made for black people. I say that again. The public housing system was not created for black people. It was only created for the white people that were homeless during the Great Depression. Now, some of us know this. Some of us may not. So when they first started to build these, what you call projects, they weren't made for black people. It wasn't until white people wanted to, you know, you get your starts of your white flights and they leave and take their resources with them. So they will build these white suburban neighborhoods these people that still get public housing, by the way, y'all. I ain't speaking like they came up in the game and they got... No. They they public housing got them in the suburbs and got y'all in the projects on the low-income neighborhood. You know low-income neighborhoods. You know where it's always a single store or it's always a liquor store or whatever it is. Yeah, that's what's considered the low-income neighborhoods, right? So they put us in those slummy places, what you call a slum. We ended up calling it the ghetto, the hood, all that shit. They put you in the slums. But see, when you move there, they tell you, okay, look, you got to be making a certain amount. Because your criteria that you required wasn't the same that they required for white people. Families could live together when whites were on public housing. And a lot of these things that I'm learning, I'm getting from a book called Color of Law, where it speaks on these things. And they tell you, okay, well, look, if you're going to live here, the black man can't be here with you. Because see, if he live here with you, y'all can come together and make enough income to survive. Fuck the simple fact that y'all was just on the street and you couldn't do it together because of the obstacles that they set in front of you, plus a Great Depression. Because you got to think, before the Great Depression, black people didn't, some, in certain areas, we didn't have good jobs anyway. A, a lot of us didn't have great jobs anyway to fall back on once the Depression fell, so when everybody else fell, it was really bad for us. So in that position when a black woman has to decide, well, it's me and my three children and my husband. But they say my husband can't be here. So do I, A, take me and my children to this new spot where I get all of this assistance? They'll give me food stamps and Medicaid and all of this other shit and child support. Or am I going to go be homeless with my husband and my children? That's not an easy decision. That's not always an easy decision for a mom to make. It's a hard decision for a mom to make. But a mother's always going to do what she got to do to make sure her children are straight. 
The black woman has always done that. Even when you go back even further, when they was putting us on the slave ships and you had black women jumping off the boat with their babies, throwing their babies overboard in protection. Some of them would have babies and suffocate their babies just so they didn't have to go through the turmoil. When they create this public housing system, and now it becomes a cycle. Now, when that lady, kids get grown, they get used to it not being daddy around. With that boy that she goes and dates, the, the, the child of the mother that was on public housing, when she get older and she goes and dates that little boy who mom was on public housing, his daddy wasn't around either. It becomes a fucking cycle. And then we start to hate each other for it. But it doesn't have to be that way. Because you got to also think in these days and times, men and women together on housing, his name just not on the lease. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it all the way real. He still stay there, but his name not on the lease. But when that housing, housing people come, he can't be there. That shit's still relevant. Please, if you haven't, or maybe some of y'all have, go watch this movie called Claudine. It's an old 70s movie. It's a great movie. James Earl Jones in it. Uh, Diane Carroll is in it. It's an old school movie. Check that out. And that'll tell you about the things that they had to go through in the welfare system. When her and James Earl Jones started dating and he bought her a toaster and a TV, she had to hide it when the welfare lady came. Because you couldn't look like you came up a little bit or they'll kick you off. And they'll still do that to this day. You can't make a certain amount. Or as if you make too much, they'll kick you off. Even though you barely getting by anyway with that little bit that you getting, oh, you make too much. We're going to kick you off. And everybody's case is different. But that system was created to separate us. And it just becomes a repeating cycle. And then we have then we have that ghetto and then we have that project that we grow that we grow up in that creates a certain ideology. That our black women are whores and this and that, and our black men are drug dealers and this and that, when that's not true. That narrative has gotten fucking old, black women. And it's in I'm speaking as a black man. I'm willing to stand up and help change that because that reflection reflects back on us. Because if you can talk bad about our women and we feel like that's cool, you feel like you can get away with anything. You know, it's already bad enough, even in the hip hop culture. Our women be talented as fuck, but they got to talk about some of the most toxic shit just to be popular. Now, how is it that somebody who's not completely of this culture, like a Cardi B, could come and talk about all of the raw shit that she talk about, but when Lil' Kim was doing it, everybody had a fucking problem with it. For years. I don't get that. Megan Thee Stallion is a beautiful woman. 
Why does she always have to be naked when we see her? These these things that are constantly put out in front of us, even on the TV. Our children can't hide from it for long. Because guess what? They go outside, they go to the grocery store with us. They see certain out-of-line shit. So we have to come together to change that narrative because black women, y'all are beautiful. You should be respected. There is no amount of money that can be put on your worth and your value. You much more than that. We can even go out. I'm not even going to go deep off into the Eve gene. You, you can't allow white supremacy to come along into our community and further separate us. Voting ain't going to change that, y'all. We've been voting for a long fucking time. And it never changed that. They'll still portray you fucked up. Kamala Harris can use you and use use your your mannerisms, use your culture. This bitch get off the plane with Tim's on. It's sad that they can come into our culture and try to hurt us. And, to, and make our women look foolish enough to follow that shit. You know, they talk so bad about Michelle Obama, they call her a man, they call her this and that. When she ain't do nothing but positive shit. They always look for the bad in the black woman. And then send it back to the black man like we supposed to accept shit. Black men, we gotta stop accepting that. The, the bitches ain't shit mentality is not gonna get us good in the future because soon as a man tell my daughter that she ain't shit and she a bitch, it's gonna be a problem. So why is it okay for you to go tell that to somebody else, child? Even if the woman is ain't shit because you got some ain't shit women out here. And I think women should hold each other accountable for that. Change the way of communication. I'm not a woman, so... I can't tell y'all how to communicate with each other. I can just say me as a man, the way I think, it looks bad for y'all to call each other a bitch. It's crazy to be in the grocery store and hear women be like, bitch, look here, bitch. And you see they have their children with them and their children are looking up like, oh, that's cool. That shit ain't what's up. Why that toxic behavior gotta be accepted as cool? Cause you don't wanna get rid of it. I'm just asking as a man. And yeah, men do fucked up shit, but we're not talking about men right now. And like I said, I didn't come here to bash nobody. Because as I've said, I appreciate, I love the black woman. Hell, I'm with the black woman. A dark-skinned black woman. One of the most talked about skin colors, skin tone. As a black woman, why? Why do y'all do that? Why does it matter? I remember a couple years ago, it was light skin versus dark skin. Who gives a fuck? The greatness is still there. 
the lightness of your skin your skin mean how much how much you been European is in your lineage and then y'all gotta also understand too not even just that black people can have light skinned children you know black women can have many different shades of children it don't always have to be because they white that's the self hate that we have to stop because all of you are beautiful I think if black women did more helping each other than hurting each other I think that would I think that would be better yeah I know that shit may sound like a utopia yeah people won't like each other but at least you can do is fucking respect each other because y'all come in solidarity against us have that same energy against each other when y'all look at fucking love and hip hop and all this other shit that be on TV, it don't represent y'all in the right way. Y'all throwing drinks on each other and flipping tables over and shit like that, fighting over bullshit. Y'all know these people that be in charge of shit be watching that kind of shit. And they judge y'all based off of that. When you go to some of these jobs, and these people that are in charge of hiring you, they watch Love and Hip Hop too. They on social media too. They buy OnlyFans too. Why every time it come to the black women, her body always for sale. It shouldn't be like that. Every time, every little hustle that come up for a chance for a body to be so black women hop right on that shit and when you talk about it it's oh nigga you just hating cause I'm chasing the bag why are y'all body always for sale when I was young my mama used to tell me make sure you get you a woman that likes to leave something to the imagination I don't wanna see you walking around here with no woman with a booty all like and all of that she don't leave nothing to the imagination. A man can almost guess what's coming next. That's not ladylike. If your body is your temple, you're supposed to treat it as such. How you expect for me to treat it like a temple when you treat it like shit? Prime, I can say this. That's just like me coming into your house and your house is fucked up. And I see that you drink a cup and you leave it in the middle of the flow. How the fuck you gonna get mad at me when I do it when that's what you do around here? And when you do have those that try to help you clean up your shit, you fight them. Now, I'm not saying that's all, but those that are not like that, y'all need to help the ones that are like that or out them out the situation. Or basically, help them get into help them get into a better understanding. Or just out them out the situation because some people just cannot be changed. But we need more of the togetherness to stand up because I see black families all the time. I see black women that carry themselves classy all the time. But I also live in the hood. And I don't judge every woman based off the ones that I see in the hood. But my question is to those that live in the urban communities, baby. Why you gotta come outside in your basketball shorts, your sports bra, belly, eye, thighs, eye, with your daughter walking with you? Like, you, that don't show no kind of respect for yourself at all. And you wanna try to justify it. 
and you want me to walk up to you and some women will say, well, it shouldn't matter what I have on. It's about the way you carry yourself. Big Mama got respect because of how she carried herself. She got that kind of respect because of what came out her mouth. The things that she did. The ways that she moved. That's what everybody respected. Not because she walked around with her ass out. You had them old women that used to say, girl, why you walk around like that? I'm just keeping it 1,000. I love a classy woman. I love to see a woman that's not always got to be out in public fully naked. Me speaking as a man in a relationship. And actually, Aisha's going to be my guest today. And in a few minutes, we're going to... I want to get a woman's perspective off into this. Because I can't touch on the episode about women without bringing a woman in here. Because I'm not a woman expert. Because I'm not a woman. But I can say from a male perspective, I would look... There's nothing wrong with wanting to show off, you know what I'm saying? But it's a way that you do things. I seen the video today. They had a chick on the boat. I guess that's young Miami. She was twerking on the boat. And it's a little boy sitting in the back. And motherfuckers in the comments like, yeah, little nigga, that's cool. So R. Kelly was cool then. Perversion is perversion. If you being perverted, you being perverted. Period. We got to change that. I want to see the black woman uplifted more. I don't want to just be the only one out here doing it. And I'm saying that I'm the only one. It's a small minority that's doing it. And those men that are out here doing it and really out here about that shit, we need to come together and shine on that. And not because it's a trend on social media. Or it's a challenge or whatever. Every single day. Black women need to know that chivalry is not dead. Because it's not. We need to rebirth the matriarch. In the future, our women our women should be... Our women should have morals and be classy. And whatever in their own way. Because... Our kids going to need that big mama when they get old. They going to need that pawpaw when they get old. That has the wisdom. That has passed something down to them. Not just material things, but wisdom. I love the wisdom of a black woman. I love the magic of a black woman. When I say the magic, the things that a black woman can get done in the, in the ways that she do it. The way that she's protective, the way that she holds down her man regardless or whatever. The way that black women was standing, a real woman was standing in front of a bullet for a man that she knows would do the same for her. If need be. That kind of black love. That's not always portrayed. Because we know we think only Beyonce and Jay-Z and those kind of people have a great relationship. When that's so common these days. We need that to be celebrated. You know, I remember growing up where Nia Long and all of them, you know, women back in the day, they didn't have to be naked in order to be beautiful. And that's the same today. I know that you can, you got to wear clothes that fit you. I ain't saying you can't do that. 
But it's a classy way to do it. Let's change that. Let's do something else besides, let us men see you do something else besides twerking. We know you can do that. Hell, booties be so big, you're twerking while you're walking. You know what I'm talking about? We see that. We love that, but we want to know the person inside. What kind of energy you bringing in here? How we going to help build each other up? All men don't think of, of the black woman as a sex tool. We don't all think of the black woman as something that we can just come lay up on and take from and then jump off to the next one. There are a lot of black men out here that really respect and love you. And we need to bring that back because that's beautiful. In ancient spirituality, the woman was always represented in a good light. If you want to take an example in comedic beliefs, the throne of Aset, which meant getting off into your personality, who you are. Aset is the throne. Think about that. In European religion, the man is the main one. It's he, 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 he. That's an ego thing. The European always has an ego thing. It always has to be about him. That's how you get the feminist movement and all of those. Because the white women tried to rebel. And they used the black women to get off into that shit with them. And once it was over, we kicked them to the curb. Because you got to understand, white women got the right to vote before black people got the right to vote. And black women helped them get the right to vote. So you got to understand that you always been used as a tool, black woman. You're more than that to us. Always know that. So I'm going to take my time right now to welcome all my guests today, Aisha. Uh, She is my first guest. So I really would appreciate if y'all, you know, showed us some love and give her the same love and respect that y'all give me. Um... You know, we're just going to continue to keep this discussion going. Hey, Aisha. Hello, love. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for being on today. And basically, what I've been talking about is the rebirth of the matriarch. Mm. You know, the matriarch is what we consider the head of the family, you know. Yeah, like big mama, my dear. Yeah, right. Right. Like the big mama. Right. And the image that she portrayed and the morals and the values that she portrayed. There are a lot of black women out here with those. Yes. They need to be put on the on the front stage mm-hmm. to show the ones that's not like that. Right. How it should be. Because us black men love all of the black women. But we it, it's harder for us to, to pick out the ones that are on that level because we got so many of the lost ones out there. Right. Even though we love them all. But we want to see a lot more of those on the front. So what do you think? You know, I I agree with you. You know, in my case, you know, the matriarch was my grandmother. May she rest in peace. Um, I never 
seen her dress all sorts of crazy ways no short shorts nothing like that but she was a woman who spoke her mind didn't care who you were you know she stood her ground always and she was very respected very loved by our family and you know our extended family family friends you know anybody she came in contact with right but you know growing up you know I have the opportunity of growing up with her which was an amazing experience had its crazy moments of course but you know she would always teach me to carry myself a certain way make sure I look presentable you know she taught me how to cook a few things along with my mom you know just to always believe in myself not to let other people try to steer me away from who I am. Right. Not to let people's words bother you. You know, I got picked on as a kid because of my dark skin. Now, right. now Let's get off into that. I'm glad you said that. Now, with you being a dark skinned woman, right? We know that you face prejudice and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But what is it that you can say that people need to understand about being a dark-skinned woman in this society? How are you? How do you feel like you're treated different from women that are of a lighter skin? I mean, it's it's the truth to be honest. You know, I have a light-skinned daughter. My oldest is light-skinned, and when we go places together. I get all sorts of crazy looks like, oh, that's your baby. You know, they'll smile at her, but roll their eyes at me or look me up and down and just look at me in disgust. And I've been going through that since I was a kid. But it's it's nothing that people should say. And I'm, I'm going to speak to my dark-skinned women for a second not taken away from the light-skinned women but it should be nothing that people say to you to make you feel some type of way about yourself you're beautiful all the way around inside and out regardless like nothing people should say should make you feel less about yourself when you grow to love yourself, black women, now I'm speaking to black women of all shades. When you grow to love yourself, black women, all that shit go through one end out the other. Like, okay, Ann. That's all you can say. You don't know, know nothing about me. But, you right, you right. But I, 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 I see... I see a problem with the colorism. Oh, yeah. Colorism between dark skin and light skin. Now, I'm going to say this. There is no difference between being light skin and dark skin. They treat us all the same. Yep, I agree. You're not better off because you're of light skin society makes you feel that way because you know oh I want me a red I want me a you know what I'm saying I got a, a yellow, yellow ball. all of that mm-hmm. shit 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's stupid. That's stupid mentality for even men to walk around and have. Because all shades of, of brown are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they call us black or whatever, but and we call each other black. But we're all different shades of brown. And it's beautiful. Yeah. So, when the media tries to mix it up, and put us against each other. You notice anytime they go to a culture, they always pick the lightest people. Every culture has a dark skin. Just like when you get into the Latin culture. We're also in the in their culture. They respect their elders. They their abuelas and and those things like that from Mexican people that I've known that I've met. You know what I'm saying? And they have they have, they have in their community. You got the light skinned ones. You got the dark skinned ones. They have the same colorism. It's always the the white supremacy system that has picked out the lighter people to be against the darker one. When, but they end up treating everybody the same. But they'll give you a leg up because you are light skinned, and it shouldn't be like that. No, I, I completely agree. So. Even with you having dreads, right? Yes. <laughs> what kind of discrimination have you gotten as far as trying to get a job or being out in society? I mean, this time around, this is like my third time getting my dreads, y'all. Don't don't judge me. But you know, when I got them the second time, I was in my early twenties, <clears throat> and this was before I went into the military and I would go different places to try to find me a job and you know my resume was on point you know I answered my questions perfect to the T you know nervous and all but I never get that call back and I always used to wonder like man I did great you know, I went to my mom with it, like, Mama, I did good. I'm like, what happened? Like, you know, and she brought it to my attention, like, baby, look at your hair. Not saying in a disrespectful, hateful way. She's like, you have to understand, people are not used to that. And I had to think about it, you know. I'm like, man, you're right. Because when I very first started my life journey, I was 13 years old. I'm in middle school. I already got picked on because I was dark-skinned. Now here I come with dreads in my head. And that was the absolute worst. I got called all sorts of names. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, hurt my feelings a little bit. You know, you're a kid. Right. You know, you hurt me. Yeah, and they are. <laughs> but when you grow to love yourself, all the hatefulness people have to say to you don't matter. Like, it took me some years to realize that, but once I did, all that shit went through one and out the other. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I, I discussed the uh, public housing system for just a small bit. Okay. Um, how do you feel that the public housing system and the welfare system has affected the relationship between black 
black men and black women? I feel like it has a great deal. I mean, for one, it wasn't designed for us. Then when they start letting us in, you know, it was either you and the kids can stay without the father or y'all don't get it. And being a person big on family, everybody should stick together. So why would you want to out my husband? You know, have him not be able to stay here with me and my children. And some people okay with it, unfortunately. And some people like, I mean, we're going to have to make it do what it do, you know. At what point did you realize? that the system was to separate the black man and woman. Is there ever a point that you understood that? Yes, actually. Um, to be honest, it's not till I got a lot older. Once I started being around you, you know, and the stuff that you teach me, you know, when you... Let's let's touch on that. Now, that that within itself is crazy because for you to say that, that's something that you don't usually hear, and I don't thrive on that. Right. For you to say that I teach you something, yes, is is different something that you don't hear because some people feel like, oh, you can't learn nothing from each other because I also learn things from you. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted that to be heard because those things happen. Yeah. But go ahead with what you were saying when you got a little older and you realized. You know, when you and I got together and you would, you know, teach me certain things. You know, at first I was a little resistant, like, no, baby, I don't, mm-mm. But once I started doing my research, you know, everything that you were telling me came back into my head like, uh, okay, now this makes sense. This is why X, Y, and Z happened the way that it did. Let's take the, uh, you know, without going too far, you know, let's take the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. How did, from your experience as working in the hospital and being a patient in the hospital, how does the how does the the hospital system treat black women? <laughs> like we don't feel pain. Absolutely feel no pain at all. Like we ain't shit. I'm just being completely honest. I used to work at Bentob. I don't know if a lot of you that are listeners to my man's podcast are familiar with Houston, but y'all know Bentob. <laughs> Bentov is a level one trauma center. So when I was working there, I seen a little bit of everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. But, you know, I would see black women come in there with, I mean, they be in so much pain. And you can tell who's faking and who's actually, like, in pain. It's, It's different little signs. But as for us, I saw a lady come in there. I mean, she bent over, like, can barely talk. All she can do is cry because she is in pain. Her blood pressure is through the roof. And that gave her absolutely nothing. 
Not even a Tylenol. Not ibuprofen. Nothing. They gave her fluids and sent her out the door. Now, that's an example of you working at the hospital. Yes. Now, you've had situations at hospitals where I noticed... I noticed certain things that would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're a lupus warrior. I am. That I am. Four you know, years. So anytime that we you would get a flare, we would go to the hospital and we would I would notice certain things the way that the doctors would treat you. And you had to let me know that I had to chill out because yes. they would do things <laughs> yes. to you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just speak briefly on that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go because those are personal subjects. Right. I, I just want for the women that are listening that have been through things at the hospital. Yes. And I want you to give just a, a, an example of what you've been through. You know, like, uh, like Jack said, you know, I, I am a lupus warrior. I've had it for four years. And a lot of times when, if I go I'm like hunched over, boo-hooing, can barely walk, I'm swollen, I can't, I, I, I just can't. And I would go, and the most they would do is give me fluids. Yeah, you know, a part of having lupus is you, you have a lot of nausea and you vomit a lot. So I understood the fluids part, but what, what am I supposed to do about the pain? You know... And sometimes I get some of the most craziest looks. And they think that DJ not paying attention, you know, to their body language and how they look at me, you know, but he does. And I'm grateful for that because a lot of times I'm in pain. I'm not focusing on anything else but trying to keep myself calm. But they literally do, they literally do not feel like we feel pain. Black people, period, but specifically as black women. And I know people personally who have sickle cell, who went through cancer, you know, C-sections. Ain't easy. I've had two. Ain't easy. And they expect you to come out of surgery and just be all hunky-dory. Sorry, it don't work like that. It doesn't. No. (laughs) And, And I'm glad you gave those examples because... That goes exactly with what I mean. You know, you have systems out there set up in place that don't think that black women feel pain. We go through enough pain as it is just being out in society. And the one place that we feel is supposed to help us pretty much tell us to kiss their ass. It sucks. It sucks and it needs to be changed. Yes. A vote won't change the idea of somebody who doesn't like you. Right. Who doesn't feel like you should be here. Who doesn't feel like you shouldn't be here. I mean, let's take it for a brief second to abortion clinics and what they were made for. Yes, people know that they have that option. They will take that option. I'm not going to get off into why people make those decisions because the choices are yours. Right. But if the option wasn't there... You wouldn't have no other choice. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Wow. Why is it that everything that is put into our section is meant to fucking kill us? 
because the things that are in our melanin that do make us great have been broken down by the system with the shit that we eat, with the way that we do things, even all the way down to, like I say, the way that we treat our women. And I think that black women should be able to change the narrative and us as black men should come together with that. That's just like the rap music. Like I say, I love rap music. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> I, I love it to death. I grew up on all of it. I'm a lover of all music because blues, a lot of blues music that you listen to, you, you can hear some uplifting. You can hear a lot of uplifting of women in their music. You got your certain rap songs that uh, live music because you know you got your rapper that that make a song about fuck a bitch and I'm a I'm a I'm a nut on and burn out and then the next song he girl I wish you text me you know what I'm saying that bullshit you know what I'm saying you got all of those things manifesting and a woman wouldn't know what to believe right but you got real men out there like the real men that I know we're not perfect. But when it's time to stand up for what's real, that's what we do. And I get my game from real men. So in order for me, and I and and I'm not perfect. As I've stated, I don't get on here and pretend to be perfect, but real is real and fucked up is fucked up. True. The black women should be appreciated. Because the, the black woman don't feel pain. That shit don't just go when the doctor started. You had you had motherfuckers that was hanging black women from trees and cutting babies out of their stomach. Somebody got to think that you don't feel pain from that. Yep. Somebody got to think that. They taking our organs and shit. Black women have to deal with other cultures trying to copy their style and look like them. Now, I stated something on this podcast. And I want your opinion on that. Okay. Because I said it. Because I've seen it. Right. You have men out there who do want to be with other men. That's their business, right? Correct. But when they get around women, Why is it that black women allow them to come into their space, walk around like them, talk like them, fight them? Why do they allow the men to come around and display so much feminine energy? Those that do Mm -hmm. display so much feminine energy that it could cause them to be fighting. Um, to be honest, is it comfortability to to be around a man that you know don't want to have sex with you? He actually just want to be friends with you. I mean, I agree with that. And really, I think that's the main reason. That's the only reason that I can think of. And, and I'm not saying that's every situation. Right. Because sometimes when men get into relationships with women, women have a gay homeboy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 
So you, you you have to. That's what I mean. I'm not bringing this shit up from a fucked up place. Right, right. What I'm what I'm saying is I've seen this. You see videos of this. Yes. I'm saying why is it that other people, even the male, mm-hmm. can come into y'all's community and be accepted and not told, say, man. You, you need to stay in your lane of this because this over here ain't what you about. You see what I'm saying? You That energy. I, I think... I think we're more accepting of it because we don't want to seem like that we are discriminating against it. And I also think it's comfortability, like like we said a, a few minutes ago, that we just want to have that person around us because, you know, we know they don't want us, you know, because a lot of us women, me included, have came in contact with men who just, straight men, who just want to fucking, and, and, and the hell on going. Right. Like, once we find that friend that, that's, you know, that just want to be friends and ain't about fucking and all that other bullshit, I think that, you know, we're accepting of it and deal with the bullshit later. So, when, when these people come into y'all culture and they have y'all fighting each other, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it come to a point to where women sit back and come together and be like, look, this motherfucker ain't supposed to be in the mix with us like that. You know what I'm saying? We're allowing somebody to come into our space. Even, I'm going to take it out for that one. Even when you have people that are, women that are not black, that come around y'all. I'm going to take the, the, the white girl that would come around y'all and she talk with the lingo. She try to walk the lingo. She date the black man. She had a, the, the, the mixed children. She feel like she a part of the clique. And she become accepted by everybody. It's just that white girl. Is is that why does that happen? Is that is that and I'm not and I'm not asking you to bash anybody. Right, right. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm asking you because you're a woman and these are things that I see. Not saying that you have friends like this. Right. But, when I see it, it makes me look like, well, damn, y'all let her come in here. You know what I'm saying? And she talk the way the child talks. She act the way the child act. But she doesn't have the... She, she don't have the juice. You feel what I'm right. saying? So why is it that somebody can come in and, and pretend to be you? Who would want to hang around somebody who would pretend to be them and try to understand? Yeah, y'all, as women, y'all both have things that y'all understand, but it, it's not of the same culture. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. How do you feel about that? I mean, to each his own, you know, I used to be one of those type of women, like, hey, if, you know, if she grew up around 
you know, around that, you know, I was more accepting of it. But as I got older, it's like, okay, you know, if that's what you do, that's what you do. It's when, with me, it's when you get to doing the over-exaggerating, the extra bullshit. I'm like, okay, little mama, you got to, you, you got to go on and go and get the hell on. I, I right. can't do it. Like, like, is that how you see us? It's all always over exaggerating right, shit, right, and 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 right. uh uh-uh. yeah. that that right there was exactly the reason why I asked the question. Is that what you see when you see? That's the same way I feel. You know, when I see somebody of a different culture doing what we doing talking, I would then go, "Is that how you see us?" Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a problem. I just want to know, right? Like what what you was watching when you was around us? We was acting like that, right? So because you saw that and you you know what I'm saying, right? That was in you. So that means when you grew up in in the hood and your mama and daddy was white and y'all grew up in the neighborhood, when you went in the house, did y'all talk like that? No, they probably turned that shit off at the door. But when you went to school with us, you feel, that's that's right. That's trying what, to that's trying to fit in instead of being yourself. Exactly. Because I remember it being a time where shit, Mexicans would check each other. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Why? I think every time that kind of shit happens, it allows the black woman to be further and further and further pushed aside. Yeah. So, with us only having a few minutes left, you know, I think the solution to all of this, you know, and it might be a part two to this. Because, I have a feeling it will be. <laughs> because this is a this is a strong subject and I really don't want to end here. But I really want to spark up the discussion. You know, everybody that's listening, uh hit me up at Heavy D's Boss89 on Instagram. You can send me a DM. You can ask me questions. I can, you know, answer them on here. And we can really keep this discussion going, you know, because this is a beautiful thing. I yeah. want to say thank you to Aisha for coming on the show. Anytime, baby, anytime. Uh, when I do a part two, you know, you will be a part of it because, like I said, it's always great to have a woman's perspective. Uh, but I will get other women on the podcast to also, in the future, get other perspectives, you know. But... I really appreciate this. I really like this. This was cool. I do too. You know, I love uh, it. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, this has been episode number four of Hey Man, Man Radio. I'm your host, DJ Magistus. Don't forget, this show was sponsored by Heavy D's Mobile Laundry, the best mobile laundry service in Texas. They have the best prices in town, the best service in town. And hey, why else would you want to go anywhere else, you know? So... That has been my show. I thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.